Blood Covenant, the B5 Sabat story, is a production of Simulacra Studios. This podcast is intended for a mature audience and contains descriptions of violence, sexual activity, mental illness, body horror, and inhumane supernatural depravity. If you are not comfortable with what you hear, please feel free to skip ahead or stop listening. If you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash studios. <laughs> Do you even praise? The plane lands. It's a two-hour flight from New York to Montreal. You come in to a smaller airport that's outside the city. Montreal is, of course, a fairly large island in the middle of the St. Lawrence River. But the airport is on the other side of the river, and as you touch down, you are let out of the plane. It's just you and the plane. It's a small charter plane. The air feels colder. The city feels different than New York. It's something about the sounds, the senses... There's an extra level of something in the air. It's hard to put your finger on it. Paisley, this change affects you the most. Everything is out of place, and you feel within you a stirring in your soul and in your beast. You come to recognize it as the stirring of your beast when it needs to be tamped down. When you need the ritual of one of the rite of the sabbat to calm yourself to center yourself and keep yourself focused on the way cain walks the night and that's how you should walk the night and so that is sort of buzzing in the back of your mind you guys get out of the plane there is a large sort of airport van waiting for you at the terminal there's not a lot of there's not a lot to this airport it's very small it's very you know it's it's for charter flights it's for you know commercial flights it's not an international airport or anything like that. So it's very easy to find the big van that is very dirty, very beat up. Looks like it's taken some uh, some baseball bats and shotgun shells to it. So it, there's pretty much no way to get around which van you're supposed to go in. Do love me a filthy van. There is a large, very hirsute, bearded guy sitting in the driver's side. He's reading this really ratty-looking old hunting and fishing magazine and he uh he seems to look up nod to all of you and uh you hear the doors unlock i'ma hop in i reckon this uh this must be our ride then i sure should hope so looks like we have spared no expense i see ain't no pleasing some folks i reckon i know he'll he'll come over to the van he'll open up the door such a gentleman i love it get in i need Hold on. I just need... Just gotta... Hold on. I'm... Gotta rummage through my purse here for a second. I know I put that shot. The driver speaks up and says, We got to get going, huh? <sighs> Fine. If there was no one in the passenger seat, that's where I, I just hopped in there. What's the matter, Paisley? What are you looking for? Oh, you know, just my shot glass. Just, just my communion cup. Just gotta... Here, we can look for it in the car. Come on, come on. I got a strong feeling you didn't forget it. No, I didn't. It's just buried under some papers and stuff. Maybe you should throw away some of the napkins. Probably. Do you need all those salt packets? You guys pile in the van, and the guy does not wait for anyone to get seatbelts on or get anything secured. He, uh, he throws it in reverse and then heads on to the highway. 
We're in Montreal. We don't care about that kind of stuff. Indeed, you don't. But he is driving like a bat out of hell. Uh, he's very uncognizant of rules of the road or other drivers. He seems to be very, very keen on getting where he's going. That's okay. It's not like we can die in a car wreck. So he is focused on his job, not really talking to either of you, which gives you guys some time to speak amongst yourselves. I'm going to help Paisley go through her purse because I'm a bro like that. So, like, she'll pull stuff out and, like, I'll hold it for her while she's going through her purse. Paisley, do you have, like, a mom purse or, like, an auntie purse? I have, like, an auntie purse, like, one of those little leather purses that, like, the strap has been safety pinned together a couple of times because <laughs> it's broken, but it's my favorite purse and I don't want to let it go. Yeah, it's, if you, it's full of shit that you could just kill somebody with, like... Oh, yeah. It, like, there's a kitchen knife in there, some knitting needles. There's, like, a little chest set. And, oh, here's a safety pin. Yes, hold on to that. I need you to hold that. I grab it. <laughs> I hold on to her safety pin. There are uh, an unimaginable amount of McDonald's napkins. Sister Paisley, I got a, I got a question. I, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but you're dead. Do you really need all that shit? Yes. Right on. I guess you do, then. Buck, I have long, long since uh, not stopped questioning why she still has all of those things. The napkins, just in case somebody gets a little messy. I mean, you can blot up a surprisable amount of gore. With McDonald's napkins, that's true. I've seen that. They're built to clean up horrors. It's like they know. I'm reading a John Grisham novel I got in the terminal. Hey, man, how is that one? I, I haven't read that one yet. Oh, shit, man. It's street lore. It's his usual. I mean, it's all right. I just... I, I ain't gonna pay for it. I'll just steal it off the next person I kill. If they happen to have that copy particular. I mean, you can have my copy when I'm done. I mean, I'm not gonna need this. I mean, I don't I don't exactly have a shelf. Are you, are you saying you want me to take care of you, or... Oh, oh, you're just gonna give it to me. Okay, yeah, that makes more sense. All right. Yeah. Was there an insinuation in that? I f I'm sorry, I think I missed that. It, and at any point when he offered to lend you his copy of a book, a paperback book. Yeah. When, I, I'm sorry, at what point was he, you were like, I'll, like you could blow me for it. I, I think Buck got uh, some of his um, thoughts crossed in his mind. Look, we don't read much where I come from. Apparently where Buck comes from, you only get books off the people you kill, so... Hence why the lack of reading. Mostly mostly people who died in your house before you moved in. However that may have happened. Aha! Found the glass. Paisley, why do you need the shot glass right now? Oh, I just wanted to, since we're in a new place, I just wanted to, you know, do a little bit of the rights with everybody. He, he looks around in the shittiest of vans, and he's like, I don't know if this is the right place or time right now. The driver says, oh, you need to do one other day? You need to do another day? I just have it ready. I, I think every time is a place, uh, a time and place to be holy, don't you? You're damn right it is. You're damn right it is. I, I slow down. I slow down. I go straight, okay? You, you take care of your business, huh? Oh, merci. Thank you. I just needed to find the stuff we didn't need to do. Oh, Sister Paisley, we're, we're doing Valdry in a van. So, my question is, while we, if we're going to do this in here, Scott, what is playing on the radio of this van? I need to know. 
because this is like, this is pretty high key ratchet. And so I need to know what's on the radio while I do this. <laughs> uh, playing on the radio as you guys are uh, at, a, at, a, at a more moderate pace, clipping down the highway is the finest in Canadian country music. Oh, excellent. I'm, I'm excited. Let's do this. Oh no. I, I, I'm trying to reach up front to turn this down. Like, I just needed the stuff, but that's okay. I'm gonna smack her hand. You're like, oh, oh, you, oh, you, you want, you want the music down? You want the music? I can turn the music down. If you don't mind, Paisley, I, I love the music, Paisley. It's good. That, that's great. That's great. But, but just a moment of silence. We're in a new place. Let's focus on what we need to do. I'm focused. We're, we're just in a new place. Uh, we're traveling, and I thought now would be a good time. I, I actually wanted to just do this too. Here we go. I'm gonna pass around the shot glass and the the safety pin. Uh, yeah, everyone uh, is able to prick their thumbs and bleed a little bit. Uh, I mean, you gotta you gotta bleed enough, so you gotta kind of fill that shot glass up. Uh, I'm assuming everyone participates. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before we, of course, before we drink, I would like to say a little prayer. Um, so I'm going to cross my arms kind of over my chest. If you've never seen a Mormon pray, they just kind of just bow my head. Just if everybody would just, dear Dark Father, we ask that you would bless this Vitae and the kindred who have cured it and produced it. And we ask that it strengthen and nourish the, the love that we feel between each other and the love that we feel for you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. That was part. That was beautiful. I brought a tear to my. Yeah, he he actually crosses his pulls out like his cross, like a silver cross that he has, and crosses himself. Reggie has been quietly still reading. The book is just down and to the right, next against the door. You pass the little shot glass around and you take your sips. It's not the most intense Waldry that anyone's ever participated in, set and setting and amount for one, but. It does seep into you. The changes in how you feel about your packmates do settle in in a subtle, almost imperceptible way. As you finish the cup, as the cup comes back to Paisley and she does the, the final blessing over it, Paisley, your attention is drawn. Uh, you're kind of wrenched out of the moment, actually, because you're passing a very familiar-looking building that's about a block or so away. You can you notice it, and you see it, even though it's as far away as it is, because it is so large and imposing, and because it holds a special place for you. It's the, the Mormon temple in Montreal. It's a very fortress-like building that's lit up, even the, this late at night. I'm just going to admire the little gold statue on top. I'm, I'm poking Lila. Just, I've been there. It's beautiful. The driver says, are you done? We need to get going. Oh no, keep going, keep driving. He's like, good, 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 because we, we want to get over the bridge before uh, 11.30. Does the bridge go up? Uh, no, 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 the infants have something planned. We want to get there before they do it. Ah, makes sense. I don't want to be late. Here, can I have a napkin, Hazel? Oh yeah, I'm going to clean out the inside of the shot glass. Just see, see, need the napkins. The van pulls off onto the bridge that goes from this part of Quebec across the Lawrence River and into Montreal. And as you guys are passing, uh, he says, uh, you might have to look out back. These little fuckers, they're playing their game tonight. I do as instructed. 
So you guys are able to turn around and look through the back window in time to... It's hard to make out exactly what's happening. There's a lot of noise. These, like, crash pops of multiple car accidents happening. And they come one after the other after the other. You can maybe make out six or seven different car accidents going on just as you pass uh, under an overpass. What the hell is happening? Uh, Monsieur, what's that about? Oh, they like to, uh, they, he's, uh, they think he's, uh, he's artistic, you know, to do the most, uh, violent thing. They, they kill and, uh, throw bodies over the edge. Off the bridge? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, they, they are shit. They are shit. They don't know what they're doing. They, they're trying to be big boys and girls, trying to do the big kill. But they, it, it lacks artistry, you know? Seems a bit loud to me. They do that all the time. Not all the time, but you know, when they get restive. Does it have any purpose other than chalk value? It's a game of instinct, no? It's true. I never liked these kinds of games of instinct. I've always felt they were they lacked a certain elegance. Well said. I agree. I agree. It is shit. It is shit. Is it just like other packs doing that? Are we going to have to do that? No, no. You have to do nothing, sir. You are sabat. You are free. <laughs> Reggie flashes back to to his induction ceremony and, and his initial night. It's like, I don't know if that's true, but... Uh, just remember the giant shovel that hit you in the face. So these are, these are recruits. These are young bloods. You can say that, yeah. I mean, they're they are, they are not the... Uh, like I said, they're the infants. They are the, uh, the pack of uh, wild children, yeah? Oh, uh, okay. Oh, in, 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 in I'm an idiot. <laughs> Dumb. Uh, Texas education system. Oh, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. But no, we, uh, we are going to... Uh, we take one more stop. I have to go by big airport, uh, pick up someone. And then we go to the communal haven, yeah? Yeah. Understood. Thank you. Yeah, sounds good to me. Did you know that the word infantry is also based on the root word infant? I didn't know that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but that is weird. Yeah, I mean, they are homophones. But do they have a root? Are they connected more than just, like, homophones? I mean, I felt like y'all were going to be surprised that I knew that. I I didn't really prepare to go in depth on it. I really don't know any further. Buck, you're a river that runs deep. Well, I'm I'm a river that runs. Whether or not it is deep or shallow depends largely on the season. I mean, I figured one of your corpse books could have been like a like a a dictionary or a. I don't really have a response to that. I'm sorry. I I was good. I was good. I like it. That that burned a little. There's a little sting in that one. Ah. Yeah, well, my existence is pain. Thank you for reminding me. Can we move on? Indeed we can. So, Van drives around the Mount Royale, uh, uh, where the city gets its name, drives a little deeper into the city until eventually it comes to Montreal International Airport. It goes into the pickup lane where there are, it's pretty late at night, but there are still people coming in and out of the city by the airplane. And he uh, pulls up to one of the terminals and says uh, you guys okay to wait here i have to go uh manage some fucker uh sure yeah man get, get your management on he's like it's fine yeah you you can uh, you can go do what you want you know just you know have fun be here 15 minutes huh understood thank you yeah so he uh, he gets out of the car he's not parked in a place where you're supposed to park how how not in a place he's supposed to park like Will will the poli- will policia be be coming soon? <laughs> it's more that he's you're not supposed to like get out here. Like this is a place where you're supposed to just pick someone up. 
So I'll uh, I'll slide into the driver's seat to look like we're supposed to be here. Reggie, while you're up there, look around, see if there's anything interesting underneath the seat. You got it. Turn up the music. You got it. Thank you, Reggie. You're very welcome, dear. And I'm going to rifle this guy's shit real good. You rifle through his, uh, his stuff, you open up his glove compartment, you lift up under the floor mats. You find roadmaps, you find a couple rusty knives, you find a small handgun, and you find a very old, worn, black wooden cross. And uh, Okay, because I'm an asshole, he does kind of like, I'll put it back exactly where I found it, if, unless there's like a lot of shifting of bullshit that will happen if I move it. But I will go ooh, over the seat. <laughs> it's like, nah, there's nothing interesting. Reggie, put that back. I'm about to. What is that? A cross. It's kind of big. I mean, you know, bigger the better with crosses and whatnot, but it's a little weird to have in a car. It's not entirely that strange. Buck, you're scanning the, the parking lot. You're keeping your eyes open. And you kind of do a double take because you recognize somebody. You recognize somebody getting walking out of the terminal and getting into a waiting car. It is your girlfriend. Oh, okay. Uh, so so Buck is gonna sort of see that, and he's gonna start like start moving in that direction. I, mean, I assume she's gonna get into the car before he can get to her. Yeah, by the time you have gotten your seatbelt off and the door open, yeah, she has gotten into the car and the car has sped off out of the airport. So Buck is going to sort of be standing by the the door of his car, uh, the door of the van and he's going to be kind of staring with a very intense look on his face. Hey Buck, you okay? Uh yeah, just uh thought I saw somebody I knew. Oh, I, I pop up it's like, "Oh, they're not going to do some weird head game shit, are they?" Possible. Reggie now that you have that idea in your head, you scan the terminal and you see standing with a small group of standard nerds. You see the guy who you get your chemicals from. Norman. God damn it. Norman. And you see him. Uh, there's a bus that is pulling up next to him. These. Oh, God. They are going to do it. They are. That's what they're doing. They're going to make us like. Reggie, what are you going on about? I, I just point. I'm like, I know that guy. Like, see that guy, that that fucker with the the Coke bottle glasses getting on the bus. That's my guy. So what? So you think that they're going to be doing what? They've got a hold of the mortals that are important to us. Leon, you scan and you see Father Patrick. See him getting uh, into a taxi. He pulls out that cigar that he loves to like slowly smoke on over night after night. It's only about halfway burnt down by this point. Can you open the window, please? I roll the window down. Layla, you get a message uh, on your your pager from your girls, and they just basically let you know that they got into town and that they're heading to the hotel. Oh, cool. Uh, can you repeat yourself, Reggie? I think they're just going to make us uh, probably ice the people that were important to us or are currently useful or important to us. So what what makes you think that? I don't know. You weren't at the you weren't at the ritual I was at when when all this shit started. No, I really wasn't. So tell me how it works for you guys. Lots of burning and slaughtering of mortals. Uh, I mean, listen. If they think they're gonna make me go all teary eyed because my Quaalude guy is, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna go all torture porn on the kid though. That's not that's not my way. 
You're not going to torture your Quaalude dealer? No, but I will. I mean, if they want me to snap his neck to prove something, I'll snap his neck to fucking prove something. Jesus. That's wild. I'm interested to see if that uh, that gets tested. Is this pretty typical? Pardon my ignorance, but is this... Is that like a typical thing? Not really. I mean, it does happen. Is that a Montreal exclusive? That may be, just be... I've heard stories of Montreal and its um, practices. It's... As they said, it's a crucible. It's there to challenge us, to test us. I don't intend on failing. That's why I think they're going to make us do something awful. Awful by, you know, standard, more quote-unquote mortal standards awful. Because this is supposed to be some kind of crucible, blah blah get rid of all your human connections, be a monster, got it, blah blah blah. Oh, not be a monster, it's just we're, we're being more of what we're supposed to be. We're not being monsters, we are just as we are. But I, I thought, uh, I thought there was that whole component of being free. Yes. And, uh, how, how can I possibly be free if I have to be what the fuck you tell me I have to be? A good point. What's your counter, Paisley? Well, you see, I, I personally don't tell you anything. Because I, I am only here as a spiritual advisor. Now, what doctrine tells us, what, you know, our religious paths tell us, that sometimes can conflict with what we feel is free. But if you are to follow these paths, you'll find a happiness and you'll find a fulfillment in that. And in that way, you will be free. So I just want to be clear. We will be free in that we will be doing exactly what we're told. Look, I'm going to make this real clear to all of y'all. I'm here for this whole sort of cane rigged roll. I'll go out there and I'll fight and I'll help save the world from the, the whims of the antediluvians or whatever. But that little girl ain't got nothing to do with this. And if they want me to play games like this, I'm gonna play my games my way. Paisley, I need to know, did you know about this? No, I... I, I didn't know anything about this. But... Buck, I'd like you to calm down. Oh, I'm calm. I'm, I'm a fucking summer cucumber right now, boo-boo. But I will point out that she does have something to do with this. Because you have something to do with this. Elaborate. Well, he chose to keep her in his life. That made her, from his perspective, vulnerable. Okay. I mean, the people or the humans that you care about are dead the moment you talk to them. Because... I ain't, I ain't said word, word one to her. I have definitely had, you know, standard drug dealer communications with Norman. You still bought quaaludes from him. Well, I gotta get, listen, man. I'm not a, I'm not like you guys. I don't just like drop off of. Never mind. Yeah, Reg, I, I really don't understand why they would have a. Tr that just doesn't seem like there's any emotional connection there. So you know, if you're feeling merciful, quick snap of the neck. You learn to care for the man who gives you quaaludes. Listen, I'm not saying I see a ha listen, I'm just saying I see a haggard grad student and I see a little bit of my former human self in it. I get that. So maybe they're trying to make me kill that. I don't know. Ooh, projecting. That's good. I love it. Probably. If I had ever gone to a therapist, which I definitely should have in life, that's what they would have told me. Reggie, are you still in the driver's seat? Mm-hmm. Okay. While you guys are sort of like well, you're sort of turned around to, to speak to your pack mates. There's a, a sort of a brief slam-slam on the window. Oh, is it the police? No, it's not the police. It's the guy. 
I unlocked the door and rolled back into the passenger seat and opened it, uh, well, and opening for it. It's like, kept it cool for you. Thank you. Very good. Mother, motherfucker was not here. Oh, he's late, fucker. No, no, he went to other airport. Do we have to go back and get him? No, no, someone else take care of him. Oh, yeah, good, because there's a lot of traffic now. What a comedy of errors. He says, okay, okay. You know, uh, the, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand does, so we are going to go ahead and uh, bring you to the, to the haven, okay? Oh, I never caught your name, sir. Uh, my name is Willie. Willie? Pleasure. I'm Leon. I know. I know who you all are. I was given list. Who else is on this list? Does it have anything other than our names on the list? Does it have preferences? Uh, no, it does not. Uh, I, am, I am not your sommelier. I am your driver. I drive. Well, then let's drive. Let's drive. Yes, let's go. Come, come on. Thank you for listening to this week's chapter of Blood Covenant, a V5 Sabbat story, presented by Simulacra Studios. Simulacra Studios is an entirely listener-supported podcast. If you'd like to support the show, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash simulacrastudios. Patrons can listen to the entirety of Season 1 right now. In addition to gaining access to our private Discord server, where you can chat with the cast and crew of all Simulacra Studios productions. Again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.